Chapter Twenty Five of The Gloved Hand by Burton E. Stevenson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Twenty Five: The Blood-Stained Glove. I do not know what it was I expected to see as I leaped from my chair and peered over Godfrey's shoulder, but certainly it was something more impressive than the soiled and ragged object he held in his hand. It was, apparently, an ordinary rubber glove, such as surgeons sometimes use, and it was torn and crumpled as though it had been the subject of a struggle. Then I remembered that I had seen it crushed in Miss Vaughan's unconscious fingers, and I recalled how the fingers had stiffened when Godfrey tried to remove it, as though some instinct in her sought to guard it, even in the face of death. "'But I don't understand,' said Simmons, who was staring over the other shoulder. "'What's the thing got to do with the fingerprints?' look here said godfrey and held the glove so that the ends of the fingers lay in the full light then i saw that against the end of every finger had been glued a strip of rubber about an inch in length and half as wide and bending closer i perceived that the surface of each of these strips was covered with an intricate pattern of minute lines forged fingerprints that's a new idea in crime isn't it simmons and godfrey laughed excitedly simmons took the glove got his pocket-glass and examined the finger-tips minutely you think these reproduce swain's fingerprints he asked sceptically i'm sure they do you see it's the right hand look at the thumb you see it's a double whirl wait till we put them side by side with swain's own and you'll see that they correspond line for line yes and look at these stains do you notice what these stains are simmons they're blood did you notice the stains doctor yes said hinman i think they're blood stains that will be easy enough to determine whose blood is it asked simmons and i could see that even his armour had been penetrated well answered godfrey smiling science isn't able as yet to identify the blood of individuals but i'd be willing to give odds that it's swain's blood my idea is that silva got the blood for the fingerprints from the blood-soaked handkerchief which swain probably dropped when he fled from the arbour and which silva picked up and dropped beside the chair after he was through with it as an additional bit of evidence that's reasonable enough agreed hinman with a quick nod but what i can't understand is how he made these reproductions godfrey sat down again and contemplated the glove pensively for some moments then he turned to me where is that book of fingerprints you spoke about lester he asked i went to the bookcase and got it out godfrey took it and began to turn the pages quickly swain's name is in the index i said and he glanced at it and then turned to the place where the page had been which reminds me said hinman with a rueful smile that i concocted a very pretty theory to account for that missing page i felt quite chesty about it i'm glad it didn't throw miss vaughan off the scent so am i agreed godfrey for it must have been this missing page which gave miss vaughan her first suspicion of the truth perhaps it was pure inspiration or perhaps she knew that silva could reproduce fingerprints we shall learn when we hear her story in any event it's a clever trick and easy enough when you know how like standing the egg on end i suggested precisely every trick is easy when you work it backwards but just think simmons he added what problems the police will have to face if gloves like these become fashionable among cracksmen simmons groaned dismally you haven't told us yet how it's done he said 
i bit back a smile for simmons's tone was out of a pupil to master well said godfrey slowly it might be done in several ways the first thing is to get a good set of the prints to be reproduced that silva got from this album the moulds might be made by cutting them in wood or metal but that would take an expert and besides i fancy it would be too slow for silva he had a quicker way than that perhaps by transferring them to a plate of zinc or copper and then eating them out with acid once the mould is secured it is merely a question of pressing india rubber mixture into it and then heating the rubber until it hardens just as a rubber stamp is made the whole process would take only a few hours simmons drew a deep breath it may be simple he said but that fellow's a genius just the same he's much too clever to be at large we've got to get him be sure of one thing retorted godfrey you'll find it harder to catch him than it was to let him go he won't walk into your arms not that i blame you simmons he added but i blame those muckle-headed men of yours and i blame myself for not keeping my eyes open here's the glove take good care of it it means swain's acquittal and now there is one other thing i want to see before we go to bed suppose we make a little excursion to the roof to the roof what for demanded simmons as he wrapped the glove in his handkerchief and put it in his pocket you know how fond you are of fireworks retorted godfrey smiling and started to the door i haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about said hinman but i'm as curious as an old woman and i like fireworks too come along then laughed godfrey and led the way up the stairs this time we'll go as quietly as we can he added over his shoulder in the entry at the top of the stairs leading to the attic story was a heavy closed door and godfrey looked at it with a smile do you suppose those two german servants have slept on through all this excitement he asked and we found afterwards that they had the flare of godfrey's torch disclosed a third flight of stairs at the end of the entry and when we reached the foot of these and looked up we found ourselves gazing at the stars ah said godfrey i thought so the stage was set ready for the curtain and then the leading lady failed to appear so the villain went in search of her found her with the glove in her hand and started to suppress her when our timely arrival interrupted him gentlemen i think i can promise you a most interesting demonstration what did miss vaughan call it lester an astral benediction i said that's it said godfrey and led the way up the stairs there was a wide hinged trap-door at the top lying open and we stepped through it out upon the roof here had been built a platform about eight feet square with a low railing around it i saw godfrey's torch playing rapidly over the boards of the platform then he marshalled us in the middle of it stand here in a row he said facing the west extend your arms to the heavens and concentrate your gaze upon that big star up yonder go ahead doctor he urged as hinman hesitated we're trying to persuade an astral visitor to pay us a call and it takes teamwork we stood silent a moment with our arms above our heads and i could hear godfrey shifting his feet cautiously along the boards of the floor what's that cried simmons for from the darkness at our feet had come a soft whirr as of a bird taking flight look cried hinman look high above our heads a point of flame appeared brightened and burned steel blue for a moment it hung there then it grew brighter and brighter and i knew that it was descending lower and lower it came until it hovered in the air just above us then it burst into a million sparks and vanished for a moment no one spoke then i heard hinman's voice and it was decidedly unsteady 
what is this anyway he demanded the arabian nights no said godfrey and in his voice was the ring of triumph it's merely a device of one of the cleverest fakers who ever lived take the torch simmons and let us see how it works he dropped to his knees while simmons lighted him and i saw that there was a hole in the floor about three inches in diameter godfrey felt carefully about it for a moment and then with a little exclamation of triumph found a hold for his fingers pulled sharply and raised a hinged section of the floor about eighteen inches square now give us the light he said and plunged it into the opening in line with the little hole was an upright metal tube about a foot long ending in a small square box beside the tube a slender iron rod ran from the platform down into the box that's the lever that sets it off remarked godfrey tapping the rod a pressure of the foot did it he pulled the rod loose seized the tube and lifted the whole apparatus out upon the platform let's take it down where we can look at it he said and carrying it easily in one hand led the way back to the library cleared a place on the table and set it down then after a moment's examination he pulled back a little bolt and tilted the top of the box with the tube attached to one side a curious mechanism lay revealed there was a powerful spring which could be wound up with a key and a drum wound with filament-like wire and connected with a simple clockwork to revolve it two small dry batteries were secured to one side of the box their wires running to the drum why it's nothing but a toy catapult i said that's all and godfrey nodded it remained for silva to add a few trimmings of his own and to put it to a unique use instead of a missile he loaded it with his little aerial shell attached to the end of this wire then he shot it off with a pressure of the foot where it reached the end of the wire the pull brought this platinum coil against the battery wires and closed the circuit then he shot it off with a pressure of the foot when it reached the end of the wire the pull brought this platinum coil against the battery wires and closed the circuit the spark fired the shell and the drum began to revolve and pull it down that explains lester why it descended so steadily and in a straight line the fellow who could devise a thing like that deserves to succeed here's health to him he ought to be behind the bars growled simmons the cleverer he is the more dangerous he is well retorted godfrey i admire him anyway and he isn't behind the bars yet no doubt you'll find some of his shells tomorrow about the house somewhere and you might amuse yourself by shooting one off every night at midnight on the chance that he sees it and comes back to see who's stealing his thunder but this brilliant suggestion didn't seem to appeal to simmons who merely grunted and continued his examination of the catapult silva had loaded it for tonight's performance godfrey went on but as i remarked before the leading lady failed to answer her cue and it remained for us to touch it off there it is simmons i turn it over to you it and the glove will make unique additions to the museum at headquarters and now he added with the wide yawn of sudden relaxation you fellows can make a night of it if you want but i'm going to bed i glanced at my watch it was half past four another dawn was brightening along the east hinman ran upstairs took a look at his patient and came down to tell us that she was sleeping calmly she'll be all right in the morning he assured us and while i don't want to butt in i'd certainly like to hear her story adventures like this don't happen very often to a country doctor may i come most surely i assented warmly i think we were very fortunate to have had you in this case doctor so do i echoed godfrey while hinman flushed with pleasure 
and don't forget lester that it was i who picked him out with nothing better than the telephone book to guide me that was my infallible instinct suppose we say ten o'clock then i suggested smiling at godfrey's exuberance but then i was feeling rather exuberant myself i'll be here said hinman and thank you and a moment later we heard his car chugging away down the drive we listened to it for a moment then godfrey yawned again come along lester he said or i'll go to sleep on my feet can i give you a bed simmons no thanks said simmons i'm not ready for bed i'm going to comb this whole neighbourhood as soon as it's light silva can't escape unless he just fades away into the air you found no trace of him i've had no reports yet and simmons walked beside us down the drive to the gate but my men ought to be coming in pretty soon there's a thick grove just across the road where he may be hiding he stopped for a man was hastening toward us carrying under one arm a small white bundle simmons quickened his pace what's that you've got he asked the man saluted i found it just now sir in the bushes near the gate looks like a dress simmons unrolled it slowly it was the robe of the white priest of siva godfrey looked at it and then at simmons whose face was a study then he took me by the arm and led me away i'm afraid simmons has his work cut out for him he said when we were out of earshot i thought so from the first a fellow as clever as silva would be certain to keep his line of retreat open he's far away by this time he walked on thoughtfully a little smile on his lips i'm not altogether sorry he continued it adds an interest to life to know that he's running around the world and that we may encounter him again some day he's a remarkable fellow lester one of the most remarkable i ever met he comes close to being a genius i'd give something to hear the story of his life that wish was destined to be gratified for three years later we heard that story or a part of it from silva's lips as he lay calmly smoking a cigarette looking in the face of death and without flinching perhaps some day i shall tell that story but godfrey i said as we turned in at his gate all this scheme of lies the star the murder the fingerprints what was it all about i can't see through it even yet there are still a few dark places he agreed but the outlines are pretty clear aren't they not to me it's all a jumble suppose we wait till we hear miss vaughan's story he suggested after that i think we can reconstruct the whole plot there's one foundation stone that's missing he added thoughtfully i wonder if miss vaughan uses a blotting book it all depends upon that a blotting book i echoed but i don't see he shook himself out of his thoughts with a little laugh not now lester it's time we were in bed look there's the sun and he led the way into the house i'll have you called at nine he added as he bade me good night at my door end of chapter twenty five read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com